Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. You know, when Jesus came to this earth, it says he came with grace and truth. What is the truth that the angel is saying? Fear God, because you will stand before God, either as your judge, and you'll be judged for your sins, or as your savior. Jesus already paid for your sins. Have respect for God, because you will stand before. I'm not standing before him. You have no choice. One day, the Bible says, every knee will bow. Do you believe our God is a God of grace and peace? Today, Pastor Mark will challenge listeners to not make God into who they want Him to be, but to believe the truths of Scripture. We know from personal experience and history that our Lord is very gracious and loving by nature. However, He's also a just God who said there's only one way to salvation, and that is through faith in Jesus Christ. Every person will stand before God someday. He will only judge their eternity based on a personal, faith-based relationship with Jesus. Have you given your life to Jesus today? Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Daniel as he continues with his message, Signs of the End Times and How to Live. Look at verse 6, what Jesus said again. The last part of verse 6. All of our campuses, Vieira, Sebastian, watch this. Knowing all this is going to happen, Jesus says, see to it that you're not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Can I ask you to write this this morning? Here's a warning from Jesus. Be alert to the signs. Absolutely. Understand how close you're getting to the rapture and the tribulation, but don't be afraid. You see, we don't need to be alarmed and panicked and worried. Jesus said they're going to happen. There's nothing. What are you going to worry about? You can't stop it. So you'll see later, we in this dark age, we still can be salt and light. Don't panic. What's the worst thing that can happen to any Christian this morning? Well, the worst thing that happened to any of us, we get martyred for Jesus Christ. Horrible. Head off, whatever. Starved, whatever knows. But absent from the body, present with the Lord. Okay, I mean, is that the way I want to go? That's not the way I want to go. It's not the way you want to go. It wasn't the way the disciples wanted to go. But 11 of the 12 apostles were martyred for Jesus Christ. This is not new. So Jesus says, look, the end is coming. It's not a joke. I have it all planned. Whatever I purpose, I'll finish 
and he has a place for us in heaven forever. So verse 12 is another warning for Jesus. Look, Matthew 24, 12. Because of the increase of wickedness, would you say there's more wickedness today than we've ever seen in your whole life? Around the world. Because of this, the love of most will grow cold. Our world is becoming, especially the United States where we live, it's more immoral than you can ever imagine. But we must allow the world system to cause us to be cold, disinterested in the things of God. Can I challenge you this morning not to become apathetic? Well, Pastor Mark is going to get worse. I look at the stuff that's happening in Washington, the stupid sign things they put out. And oh, man, I'm just going to wait until Jesus comes. No, that's not all. Don't worry. But you have to be about the father's business. You have to understand. And you'll see this when Daniel's challenged with the same thing. So here's what I want you to write. Third thing I want you to write this morning. Please write it down at our campuses. Be spiritually ready for your death. Or the rapture. See, every Christian, there's two things that are going to happen to us. One of the two. We're either going to die because the rapture hasn't come. Or we're going to be in the rapture and go to heaven. And I won't have to die. We don't know which one. Only God knows. So basically, I don't want to get cold in my heart. I don't want to become unholy and kind of be like the world. I have to watch my spiritual nature as I walk through this. Because... Sometimes it's almost as we look at it, just throw the crazy towel in. Let's move to some other country. Well, where are you going to go? It's not any better anywhere else. In fact, better here still than most parts of the world. But we can't throw the towel in. It's not much different than when Jesus was here. The Romans ruled everything. But he didn't focus on that. He came to seek and save the lost. And we have to be that same way. Look at this verse. Watch out, Jesus says. Don't let your hearts be dulled by carousing and drunkenness and by the worries of this life. Don't be focused on just this life. Don't don't become like the rest of the people that are just carnal Christians. They're not serving God. They're carousing around. Don't let that day catch you unaware. Speaking about the rapture, just like a trap. For that day will come upon everyone living on the earth. Keep alert. And that's why we come to church. That's why God gives this one. That's why Jesus said, this is, this is not me saying this to you. Jesus said, keep alert. Well, Pastor Mike, I'm not into the end time stuff. That ain't going to happen. You're the one that's going to suffer. Keep alert. Keep alert at all times. And pray that you might be strong enough to escape these coming horrors and stand before the Son of Man. It's a warning for us not to be not to be focused on this world. Live a holy life, pleasing to God. Pray that you'll be growing more like Jesus and you won't miss the rapture. And realize you and I as Christians are going to stand before God and give an account of how we used our gifts. Now, look at verse 14. And I encourage you to do this in your Bible. Just in verse 14, right in the margin, just write this. This is the heart of God. This verse is the heart of of God. Look at verse 14. Jesus says this, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Now, when is that going to happen? Some people say, well, it's already preached to all the nations. No, that's not true at all. There's 
more than a billion people that have never heard the name Jesus on our earth. So this hasn't happened. This will happen during the last part of the tribulation. And I'll show you what that looks like later. See, Jesus promised before his second coming that the gospel would be shared with the whole world. Now, who is that going to be shared to? This is very interesting to me. Who goes into the tribulation? Do Christians go into the tribulation? No, Christians. Unbelievers go into the tribulations. It's the same people that today are basically saying this. Worship God. I don't believe in a God. What are you talking about? That's ridiculous. I can live my own life. And, and they're all against God. Yeah, God, go ahead. God. Yeah, look at this stuff here. I didn't believe in you before the rapture. I don't believe in you now. And all these people that are against God, take the Bible, stomp on the Bible, throw it up. What do you mean you can't live together before you're married? What is wrong with you? I can have whatever sex change I want. I can steal. I can rob. I can kill people. You're ridiculous, God. Who does he present the gospel to? Those people. Well, what's wrong with God? No, what's wrong with us? He has a heart for how many people? People like that? People that live different than we do and make fun of us? Yes. Why? Because all people were created in whose image? So what does that say to us as a church? A pastor, I don't want those kind of people here. Well, what kind of people were we before we came to God? Sinners. Well, I wasn't that bad a sinner. Really? You wouldn't want to tell people what you did before you came to Christ. Most of us, most of us didn't realize how wicked our heart was. Amen? Well, I'm not an adulterer. You ever go to the beach? Shall I say enough or is that enough? See, Jesus said... Well, I'm not an adulterer, other people said. He said, if you look at a woman, and I'm going to expand this, or a man, either man, man, woman, woman, whatever. If you look at them with lust in your heart, you've already committed what? Adultery. You see, we, we think we're pretty good people, but really, without God, we're like miserable people. And so, understand, as our world comes, and these people are searching Are they welcome in our churches? We are not going to change the message ever. But God's gospel is for everyone. So how long can they stay in our church? Well, until they get tired of hearing me say you need to get saved. Or they what? They get saved. Now, at some point, they'll just walk out and leave. We've had lots of people come with all these different kind of things. See, you don't know the person sitting next to you. If you happen to know them or the person behind you, for sure you don't know, or the two rows up, you don't know. And you don't know what's happening in their life, but God knows everything about them. And he still loves them. So remember, even Jesus said this, love your enemies. Say what? Well, these are not our enemies. They're just people that don't believe like we And we know they're wrong. And so we'll teach the word, but not just to to them, but to all of us. So this is amazing because what is God doing? What is God doing in this seven-year tribulation as he's going to get the gospel to all of those people? What is that called? It's called a second chance. Anybody glad for a second chance as a Christian? Anybody glad for a second chance as a Christian this morning? As you drove here with your kids, put both hands up. Thank you, God, for grace. If you're married, put your hand up this morning. It's God's what? 
Grace. Will you need it this week? Remember, Jesus one day went to the house of Matthew, a known sinner. And Matthew called his friends together. And the religious leaders, we have to be very careful we don't become like them, said to Jesus, disciples, what is he doing with a house of sinners? Well, he was there to present the gospel to them. Understand why we're here. God sent Jesus to die for the sins of the whole world. And during the tribulation, he's going to give them a second chance. So where does that put you and me? Write this down this morning. Every Christ follower needs to be sharing the good news with passion and compassion. See, these people that are against God and lifestyles in a million different lifestyles, I'm not just picking one, lots of these lifestyles. They're searching for meaning and purpose. They're they're trying any way they can. Just as a guy that does nothing but focus on his business. He's searching for purpose. The rich young ruler came. He had everything, but he didn't find purpose. The only purpose that makes sense to you and I is having a relationship with Jesus Christ. These people are just using lots of things. That's Satan's deception. Turn your Bibles to Revelation chapter 7. And you're going to see God's grace during, which is amazing to me, during a time of God's wrath. Watch this. Revelation 7, 4. All of our campuses, Revelation 7, 4. And I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000 from all the tribes of Israel. So this tells us that during the tribulation, God's going to, again, give a chance to the Jews, all the Jews, basically, Few Jews, of course, became Christians before, and they've been raptured, but all the rest of the Jews rejected Jesus. But they're going to see that Jesus is the Messiah. Why? Because when the Antichrist comes in, and they're thinking maybe he's the Messiah, and he says, quit your worship of God. Whoa, 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 what? So they realize they've been deceived. So they're going to be converted. 12 tribes of Israel, 12,000 from each tribe, has nothing to do with Jehovah's Witnesses. It's Jews who have become Christians. And notice they're sealed by God. That means they're going to be protected by God during this time of the tribulation. God wants them to share the gospel of Christ. I call these the 144,000 Jewish Billy Grahams. Bold, way, going for it, changing people's lives everywhere. Now think about, in the upper room, there was 120 Jews who got filled with the Holy Spirit. In 30 years, those 120 Jews turned their world right side up for Jesus Christ. It started with 120 Jews filled with the Spirit. What is 144,000 Jews filled with the Spirit going to do? Going to turn the tribulation upside down for Jesus Christ. Can I hear an amen? What, What does that mean? Why is God doing this? Lost people matter to God. And they have to matter to us. Now, Turn over to Revelation 11.3. Here's the second thing that God's going to do. During the tribulation. And I will give power to my two witnesses. And they will prophesy for 1,260 days. Clothed in sackcloth. See, God always has a witness on the earth. Here we see God raises from heaven. These are two people, two Jews that are already in heaven. We don't know who they are. He doesn't tell us who they are. Could be Elijah, Moses. We don't really know. And, and they're sent back to the earth 
during the last half of the tribulation. Now, again, another proof that lost people matter to God. I don't have time. This is another whole teaching. But these two do amazing things. They do supernatural things all during this time they're here. And they draw attention to themselves. And, and they're giving the gospel. And they're sharing about Jesus. Look, I've been to heaven. I already know we came down here to share with you. Heaven's real. Hell's real. You want to accept Jesus Christ. And you need to repent and become a believer. In fact, while they're here, they're hated so much by the world. They're killed. They're martyred. But Jesus and supernaturally, God just raises them from the dead. So all the time they're here, sent from heaven, they're sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? Because lost people matter to Jesus. So he's got the 144,000 Jews. He's got the two Jewish witnesses that come from heaven down here. And they're sharing the gospel. Now we have the last one, which I think is fantastic. Turn to Revelation 14. Revelation 14, verse 6. Then I saw another angel flying in midair, and he had the eternal gospel to proclaim. Now, what is the gospel? The gospel is simply, Jesus came, he died on the cross for the sins of the world. He was buried, and he was resurrected, and today he's at the right hand of the Father. That's the gospel. That's the good news. Sinful man has a way to get back to God. What separates us from God? My sin. God's holy. We're not. That's the bridge. That's why there's only one way. So notice, look at it again. Then I saw another angel flying in the midair, and he had the eternal gospel to proclaim to those who live on the earth. Now watch this. This is amazing. To every nation, to every tribe, to every language, and to every people. How many frequent flyer miles do you think that is? <laughs> now think about this. This angel. Do you ever get jealous of when you, especially when you go overseas or whatever, and you meet people, and, uh, and they can speak five languages, and we can't hardly speak English. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. You love that spell checker that gets you right. <laughs> and what is this angel going to be able to do? How many languages how many dialects are there? It doesn't matter. God's going to supernaturally equip this angel. You name the language, he's got it. Exactly the right way. And what is he presenting? The good news. To who? To whoever is, hasn't heard the name of Jesus. That gives everybody a what? An opportunity to what? Either accept or reject. Wow. Why is God doing that? Because God loves lost people. Don't dilute that truth. That's what we're here for, lost people. Now, what is he going to say? Look at this. He said, this angel, in a loud voice. He doesn't need a microphone. He doesn't need a system. What's he say? Fear God and give him glory. Because the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the springs of the water. What's he say? He said, you've heard that there's many ways to God. No, there's only one God. And there's only one way to God. His name is Jesus. See, he brings it down to the truth. Notice, fear God. You know, when Jesus came to this earth, it says he came with... Grace and truth. 
What is the truth that the angel is saying? Fear God. Because you will stand before God. Either as your judge. And you'll be judged for your sins. Or as your savior. Jesus already paid for your sins. Have respect for God. Because you will stand before. I'm not standing before him. You have no choice. One day the Bible says. Every knee will bow. Well we like to say. Your knee's going to bow. Wrong way to say it. If it wasn't for God's grace, we'd be in the same condition. Sin is sin. And we would not be able to stand righteously before God. So understand, that's what we do. Well, Pastor Mark, I don't like people talking about, why are you talking about hell? Why are you talking about separation? Why do you fear God? Quit talking about that stuff. I'm sorry. Jesus came with grace, but he came with truth. You can't delude it. If you delude it, you become like a lot of these churches today that simply take this and throw it out. Jesus came with grace, hallelujah, and truth. Yeah, see, did you see it? Grace, hallelujah, truth. (laughs) If you don't have truth, you'll never end up in heaven. See, we have to teach There's a place to go to and a place you don't want to go to. And Jesus came to judge in those seven years. That's God's wrath, but he's giving grace. Don't play around with the grace of God. Well, Pastor Mark, I can live anytime I want. Now I came down, accepted Jesus Christ, and I just live my lifestyle the way I want. You never got saved. Well, I don't see that in the Bible. Just go to Matthew 7. You'll see it. Jesus said, I never knew you. Careful. Grace. Now, when this angel finishes, it fulfills the promise Jesus gave us. Let me remind you of it. And the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. That's the second coming of Jesus. No more chances. It's done. It's finished. You know what this is? When the angel finishes, this is God's last call to grace. Well, what kind of a God is that? A gracious God. Shouldn't even be giving it in our hearts to those people. Some of you listened to me this morning, Vera, Sebastian, and here in Melbourne. God's been calling you a long time to turn your life over to him, and you continue to refuse. Some of you used to serve God, and you walked away. You're a prodigal. You don't even serve God anymore. And you find yourself here. He's been speaking to you all during the service this morning. I love you. I'm going to spend heaven with you. But what do we hear? No, thank you. One day, and you don't know when it is, and I certainly don't know when it is, you'll hear your last call of grace to your life. That's why the Bible says, right here, today is the day of salvation. Every Christ follower needs to be sharing the good news with passion and compassion. Today, Pastor Mark taught us how to approach our last days as we see signs of the end times come to pass. We must be alert and ready, absent to fear, because our eternity is secure. We must experience God's heart for the lost and show it everywhere we go. We need to ask God to help us finish well just as Daniel did. You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. 
Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church, and today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. The life of Daniel is an example for all of us. The commitment to excellence in his prayer life, personal study, and relationships should inspire us all. Because of his unwavering devotion to the Lord, he was used in miraculous ways. From going untouched in the lion's den to interpreting dreams to prophecy that is still studied today, Daniel modeled a life with no fear and few regrets. May we learn from Daniel's approach to life and apply it to ourselves going forward. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will begin teaching through a new series, That's next time on Lessons for Living. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting world A new hope He is given